Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z Girlies. I am so excited to have you all here on another episode of the Gen Z Girlies podcast. This week, we have a really amazing guest that I'm so excited um, for you just to hear all about what she is doing in the space and um, just kind of the career that she's built, I think is going to be such an amazing episode. And there's going to be a lot to learn, I think, from her as well. Um, but I'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. And guest, if you just want to tell us like a little your name, I guess, but then also just in your own words, kind of what is it you do and what does that look like for you? So, hey, my name is Carolyn. Uh, I'm 22 and I'm a freelance copywriter. And that basically means I get paid to write stuff for brands and I get to do it in my PJs because I'm freelancing. I can kind of work from anywhere, work from home. Um, so blogs, newsletters, emails, social media captions, basically any kind of marketing, marketing material for brands. That's basically what I write. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, no, and I love that. And I think that, like, especially copywriting, like, I think is such a big thing right now, too. And I'm really interested to learn more about, like, how you do that for sure. How did you get started in doing what you're doing, I guess? And how long have you been doing it for? So I started my copywriting journey at 17. But the funny thing was, I didn't even know it was copywriting. I was kind of doing, like, a few blog posts for this law firm. um, But I had no idea that was, like, a career. It was just a fun thing. So I thought, let's go to university. When wasn't for me, found out about copywriting, uh, spur of the moment, and decided that, wow, I've been doing this already for like a year. Let's just make this a career. So I quit. And I would say I properly got into it by building a portfolio. So like collecting samples of my writing work, putting it out there. And that's pretty much how I landed my first gig. So yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And I love that you also started like when you were 17, like, I think that is such a cool thing as well. And how you've managed to go like from that point to, I guess, like where you are now, like, I think that um, is such a great thing. So I think as you were kind of starting that journey from like 17 to like building this community and where you're at now, like, um, what was the hardest part of that, do you think for you? I would say on the copywriting side, it was more just overcoming that that junior label stigma. I know not everyone experiences that, but for me, mm. when I was younger, I felt a lot of people in jobs kind of compared my age with my talent, my writing ability, and I got paid not that much, but I didn't value myself either. So it's just been a learning process of kind of like knowing my worth, knowing when to say no, and knowing when to kind of just leave gigs in the dust without burning bridges, but knowing when to be like, this is not serving anymore. They're not like, respecting my time and stuff like that and that's pretty much that and then with the community I'd say it's just like imposter syndrome probably because I'm so young and I'm running this this thing Mm -hmm. I think we have almost 100 members now and sometimes I think to myself like what am I doing like where is this going can I actually do this 
So yeah, those, those are pretty much two things. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. And I think also like what you were saying, just especially about like, with your career, like starting to learn like when to say no, like when something isn't like right for you, like that's been a big thing for me as well. And um, I was talking with someone about this the other day, actually, was just that kind of getting in your head that too, that like the work that you do and the jobs that you do, like just as much as you're helping those companies that those jobs should be helping you as well. And that like, if it's not a right fit for you, then it's not a right fit for the company as well. And I think that I think what you're saying there is like such, such an important part as well, just in kind of figuring that out about yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think you mentioned just kind of imposter syndrome and feeling like that was something that has been a little bit maybe of a hindrance of getting to where you are now. Do you think you like, have you have anything that you've really done to kind of overcome that in your life or um, what does that look like for you? That's really hard, right? I feel like I don't think imposter syndrome ever fully goes away. I feel like you learn to cope with it and, and deal mm. with it better. And I feel like if you love your job and you love what you're doing and you really care about it, it's going to pop up like you can't help it. I would say what's helped me is just kind of take when I'm having when I'm feeling like that and the world's like going crazy. I kind of just like to step away from the environment. So I like surfing. I'm not good at it, but I just like going to the beach and kind of <laughs> getting hit by waves. And it kind of just brings me back to reality. I can't focus on any of my worries or like, oh, you're really bad at what you're doing. I have to focus on the waves. So for me, just taking time away from that, like just getting away from it all. Mm. If you can. I know you can't always do that, but you need to just get out of the environment sometimes to fall back in love with it and not feel like like an imposter basically yeah no definitely I think that really also like has um it's kind of a parallel with burnout too because I think very similarly is that sometimes in order to like keep loving what you're doing and to keep really being able to put 100% of your work in, sometimes you have to take like a little bit of a step back and kind of get out of that environment and I think that really finding that balance is like such a good thing I think with burnout with imposter syndrome um I think that really when you don't do that, that's where all those things kind of come in. So I think that is like a great insight too, of just like being able to take like a little bit of a step away and um, see where that takes you for sure. So for those on our podcast who are listening to this and are maybe interested in copywriting um, and like what that looks like, but maybe don't know exactly what it is or like what the day-to-day of what that is like kind of looks like like what what is that exactly like when you think copywriting like how would you explain it to someone who is maybe a little unsure about what it is yeah everyone I keep like I don't think people talk about it enough in high school or anything like that no one seems to know what it is I would say a definition is is you literally just writing stuff for brands um so any kind of thing you see on like like blogs newsletters, emails, you know, like innocent smoothie bottles, the funny writing, that's copywriting. Ads, you know, the ones you see on the tube mm. or billboards. And then a, a day in the life, because I'm a freelancer, it, it's very, very, it's chilled in, in a way. Like I wake up at around 9am, which is not, that's kind of like a little bit bad. But then I get to work, check emails. I kind of stay in my PJs. I'm pretty much only dressed like this now because I'm on the call. But usually I'm just in my PJs writing up like a rough first draft of whatever the client wants and usually it's it's due in like a couple of days so I can kind of work on it sporadically mm. throughout the week it's not like I think an, like an in-house copywriting position basically you're at work and they give you a bunch of stuff you have to get down that day 
with freelancing, it's it's more like they give you a date it has to get done by, and then you work towards that. And it's a lot more flexible that way, and, and that's what I like about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you kind of decide to go the freelance route versus wanting to do more of like the in-office copywriter position? That's funny because actually I, I started out freelancing straight away. So it was kind of like I fell into it. Um, I probably would have done in-house if if it had presented itself, but it, it was just freelancing was the first gig that came up and I just took it. And I think if you're if you're wanting to get into this career and you're and you're young, I think it's easier to start out in house because you can get that experience. There's not so much instability. Freelancing is great, but you do have to continuously look for work a lot of the time. So, in the start, you kind of just want to give yourself a year to just learn the basics, not stress. So I, I would I would say that's probably easier in house at the start. Yeah, no, that definitely makes makes sense. But so. If someone who is um, wanting to freelance with that and like they're looking for these jobs that I think you mentioned, like what is kind of the first thing that you do when you're looking for a job? Like where's the first, like where do you find those? How how does that kind of happen for you? I would say, okay, before you even do that, I think if you're just starting out, you need a portfolio. So that's a big must. Like a CD okay. is great, a cover letter is great, but employers care about how well you can write, right? So collect samples of your work. It doesn't have to be a real piece that you've written for a brand. You could write up a made-up piece, like a spec piece for a company you like, like Airbnb or Pretty Little Thing, a blog, a newsletter, whatever, and you can put that in your portfolio. You can also, there's a lot of startups out there that are happy for you to write something for their website, and it, it gets, you know, because they haven't got much marketing capacity anyway, so they're usually more than happy to let you do that, and I did that as well. You could recreate an ad online, um, there's also this tool out there called fakeclients.com. So if you don't know what to write about, it generates mm. an outline for you. So, and then after you've done that, I would say LinkedIn is a great place to look for jobs. I don't really like Indeed and all those job sites. Um, another one is the dots. But I think an important thing to remember is that don't wait until you have like five or 10 pieces in your portfolio. As soon as you have one to start applying, you've got to get used to kind of there's going to be rejections and you have to get used to applying really creatively. Like, and that's another thing, be really creative in the application because you are a copywriter. So write it, write it in a way that kind of sells yourself. And I think another thing is just, you know, in cover letters and stuff like that, please don't say things like to whom it may concern, dear, blah, blah, blah. I am an undergraduate and I love writing. Like it's, it's going to like get forgotten about. So. Yeah, I think I think those are really great points, especially um, with the portfolio thing. Because I think that's an easy thing to kind of not really realize that you really need. And I love the like what you said about like creating like the spec pieces too. Like I think that is something that wouldn't necessarily be like obvious. I think, and I think that that is a really good piece um, piece of advice as well. Yeah. So with your career and like what you've managed to do so far, do you have any like favorite projects you've worked on or? worked with any like favorite brands or what yeah what is that uh, it sounds pretty vague but I have to say it's probably been my own stuff because now that I have worked on like the gender copywriting community yeah I have to pretty much do all my own marketing and my own copywriting and it's been really freeing just writing for myself not having to have like tone of voice guidelines you know it's there's no rules right I can be really weird um and my Instagram is really weird so I, I just can go all out but in terms of, of copywriting in general, probably my favorite proper client 
uh, was they're called the Creative Copywriter, and they're basically an agency in London that does copywriting for big brands like Nike and, and TikTok and stuff like that. And I did their monthly newsletter, and I just loved it because they were so different all the clients I'd worked with before. I'm in tech, so a lot of the stuff is quite dry. Um, you know, like they don't like to be fun. And these people, they, they didn't mind me swearing. They didn't mind me being like telling jokes and stuff like that. So yeah, I would, and I think actually one of the newsletters, the subject line was something like turds and tinsel, something weird like that. And they let it go through. And I was like, I did not expect that. So it's probably, probably that project. Yeah, I think that I love that. And I think that I think like you were saying before, too, it's like finding those companies, right, that you're like a good fit with and that kind of like go with your style. And that's going to help you be a better writer and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So I think also hearing like with what you're talking about is just like, you're doing this freelancing, you're kind of starting this community and all this kind of stuff, which is a lot to have on your plate, which is so amazing, but it is a lot. So like, how do you find and I think we're kind of briefly touched on this earlier but would love to maybe go a little bit more in depth just on how you find the balance of balancing both of those things while also um balancing just like life in general and what that kind of looks like if I'm being honest sometimes there is like no balance I just I know people keep talking about work-life balance but I feel like sometimes it's just not realistic especially when you're doing two things at once and you've got like 90 people that are like asking for stuff and it's it's really hard sometimes but I know that a lot of my the work that I do in copywriting you know the quality will be effective if I don't take time out for myself because you know things just get crazy then so I think for me it's just been really important to actively like mark days off on the calendar and be like okay that day I'm gonna I'm going to go surfing for sure, like I'm going to do it uh, or I'm going to go in town and, and have lunch or something like something small, because I'll be honest, I feel like guilty when I don't do work, which is it's probably not healthy, but it's it's a work in progress. I feel like you have to actively really make time and because if I there's spontaneous moments, but if I don't put it in the calendar, it won't happen. I'll just keep working. So if you do like freelance copywriting, that's different. You can. If you just do that, you can set your own schedule. You can only work three days a week if you want. It's just because I'm running this community on, on top of that that it, it gets a lot sometimes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that is the exciting thing, too, though, is that when you have all these things that you're so passionate about, like even like you saying that, like if you don't schedule time for yourself, that you'll just keep working. And I think sometimes that is it can be like a little bit of like, you know, like a blessing in disguise or like a gift in disguise is that like you do get so exhausted sometimes, but you're also it's good to remember too that like, okay, but I'm so exhausted because I'm doing what I love. Um, and that there's like a little bit of two sides to that. Like, how do I have the balance? But then also like reminding myself that like, okay, I do love doing this and that this is something that I do really love doing. Um, so I think that like, as we're talking about balance and just kind of what that looks like with having a lot of different things on your plate and also kind of trying to live your life like the way that you really want to, what does it mean to you, I guess, when you're looking at all these different facets that you have going on in your life, though, but what does it mean to kind of like live like a good life to you? Um, like, if that's something you're pursuing, um, what, like, yeah, like, what, what are your takes on that? I, mean, I saw that question. I was like, oh, this could be a hard one to answer. Um, I think because <laughs> there's so many things, right? I think at the start, I mean, I'm, I'm in Portugal now. I moved here about four months ago. And before I moved here, a lot of it was like money driven. I thought, okay, 
and this is before I started the community as well. I was like, in copywriting, I want to, I want to make a lot of money. Like, and money is important. But now that I've moved here, you know, out in the countryside, there's like a mountain in the background now. And I think for me, it's just a good life for me is I need to be in nature. That's a big part of it. Being in nature, yeah. being able to walk outside and it's just there. Um, and also just it's simple things like I have to really enjoy what I'm doing. So if I'm with a client and I'm not enjoying it, I'm going to leave them. That sounds really bad, but if, if you know, if it doesn't work, I'm not, I'm not going to stick around. And, and the same with like relationships and stuff like that, cutting out people that aren't right for you, even in social media, right? There's people that you follow and you're like, why am I following them? They make me feel really bad. You know, let's just unfollow. So it's just, for me, it's really simple right now. And that that's, for me, that's a good life. Like if I'm in nature, I'm going to, happy, healthy relationship right now. So that, that helps and doing work I love. That's, that's all I need right now, basically, to, to be really happy. Yeah, and I think that's great. And this question I, might be like a little bit more, um, a little bit different, but kind of like right along the same lines, I guess, is so like as you're like finding these things that you're like, okay, this is um, part of what makes up a good life for me. This is important to me. This is kind of what I want. Was there anything particular that kind of helped you figure that out about yourself? Because I think sometimes like can be really easy to be like or to be like, okay, I know that if I want to live a good life, I need to live the things that are important to me. But sometimes it can be kind of hard to, you know, find those things that do matter to you or to really decide like, okay, this is this is what I like or this is what's important to me. Did you have anything that helped you kind of on figuring that out or? Yeah, I would say quitting university twice I, I went twice and I quit twice so the first mm. time was studying business and I because my, my parents everyone was saying this is the only way you're going to make a lot of money and stuff like that and money was kind of driving my mindset because I didn't my parents you know my, my, my dad's like a postman my mom's a nanny so we didn't we never like poor but we obviously we weren't like rich so I was always like I want to like make a lot of money so I went to study business hated it and all the topics they were talking about it just wasn't for me which is funny because now I kind of run my own business but it's you know I, I was thinking of becoming <laughs> like I don't know like an executive account director or something uh, just not for me and I think quitting university just made me realize that I should stop kind of following what other people tell mm. me to do um that's not going to make me happy and a lot of what I wanted that I thought I wanted was because other people kept putting stuff in my head or saying you, this is the only way you'll make money, this is the only way you'll be successful, and that's kind of how I saw having a good life would look like as well. And then when I found out about copywriting, I realized, you know, actually you can make a lot of money with it as well, but it was it was less than that for me. It was just, you know, doing something I love, writing for a living. For me, outweighed, even if it didn't make a lot for me, the fact that I could write for a living was, it outweighed everything else. But you can make a lot of money with copywriting, but yeah. I mean, at the time when I first started, I think my first gig was £30 per 2,000 words, which isn't normal, but it just shows you, like, I wasn't earning that much, but I was, I was like, on the moon, basically. Yeah, no, and I think that, I love what you said, too, about just that you kind of went a non-traditional path to get to where you're at now, and I think that's a big thing, too, that um, I love about Gen Z right now, too, is I think that Gen Z is really um challenging a lot of these ideas that we've had about how we have to build career and kind of what that like looks like going forward and I think that is so important and that you don't have to take these traditional paths to get to where you want to be and that like that doesn't make your career any less 
important or um, you or less big than anyone else's. And I think that um, is such such a great point to just like touch on and like to feel confident and like okay and the fact that you don't have to do the same thing as someone else. Um, and I guess kind of like going off of that too, I would just love to hear kind of like on that same path, like where do you think that career is kind of going for Gen Z? Like where do you see that progressing and building and what that's going to like look like in the next few years? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. I actually have like two sides, so I'll do one. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge one, right? But I, I'll do one for like overall and then one for copywriting in general. So overall, I feel like, and this sounds cliched. I just I do think tech will become more involved. I'm not saying like jobs will die. I just think it will be used a lot more in certain roles. And I think the metaverse is another interesting one. I think there will be a whole new market there with jobs. And there's actually this platform called Hundo XYZ. It's like a careers platform. It's free to Gen Z. It's pretty cool. It has all these, and that's kind of how I found out about all these jobs in the metaverse. So I feel like that will kind of a whole new market will pop up there. And uh, and then with copywriting, you know, chat GPT, obviously everyone's talking about it, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it will replace us. And a lot of the big copywriters like Vicky Ross and everything like that don't think it will replace us. I just think we'll have to learn to evolve with it and embrace it, you know, not run away from it, not mm-hmm. shun it, learn to use it creatively um, in the future. I feel like that will become a slightly bigger part of copywriting, knowing how to use it creatively and, and use the right prompts and not copy pasting, obviously, but just knowing how to work with it in a way that helps you and it's a tool, basically. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And I think especially, I mean, I've just heard so many conversations lately about chat, you know, like that one. And I think that it's just been coming up in so many of my conversations. I think that, I think no, that you're totally right, though, <laughs> is that we have to figure out, like, how to work with it creatively. Like, um, and I think that's going to just, you know, change so much about the future. But I think also open up so many different kind of opportunities that we don't even necessarily see right now you know and I think that is such an important realization definitely as well um so I think that also jumping back around a little bit to word tonic this community that you've built and are building um and that from what I've seen and what I've heard from you seems like it's going really really well so far um I guess just kind of what really inspired you to want to make a community of Gen Z copywriters and um yeah, I guess just kind of how exactly did that specific thing come about for you? It's a bit of a long story. I'll try and cut it short. But basically, in, in September of last year, I kind of decided to create a newsletter for young aspiring copywriters and Gen Z copywriters. And it took off quite quickly. I feel it has around 3,000 subscribers now. And that was quite a lot for me because I was kind of unknown and everything like that. And it kind of showed me there was a need from young people to know more about copywriting. And you know, I started getting all these DMs from young people going, how do I get into it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I thought, let me create my own community. Not just because of that, but because, you know, there's a bunch of other copywriting communities out there. And I joined all of them, a lot of them. And they're not bad, but it's just, feel this, it's just, no, there's no young people in them. It's just, and also the people at the top leading them mm. are also like, you know, like Kevin's and stuff like that. Just the same person you're meeting in this, you know, every time you go to a community, it's the same kind of people. And I really wanted there to just be a fresher, younger, more diverse perspective. So that's kind of why I created it. And I know I also wanted to just kind of, you know, show young people that they can do what they love for a living. If that's writing, they can do that. And you don't need a degree. And 
yeah, overall, just to bring more fresh voices to the industry, because a lot of it right now is, is like older men and stuff like that, especially a lot of the big copywriting books are written by like older men. So I feel like creating this community was a great way of bringing all these fresh emerging voices to the, to the industry. So that's pretty much why. And also on the tone of like, there was nothing for us. It, it was just kind of weird being in these communities as like an 18 year old, because everyone was like saying stuff like, you're the youngest person here. Oh, can you help me with this? You're like Gen Z. Can you? It's like, I, you know, it's kind of weird, you know, being the youngest person. So now that it's just all Gen Z, we all open up, we're all super collaborative. And it, in those communities, I just didn't feel like I could be like that because it was just mm. weird going on a call with like 30, 40 year olds, you know? So. Yeah, no, I think that that's totally right. And there's something definitely to be said just about finding your people and finding the people that are going to help you open up the best that you can. And I think that is also, um, I guess like a big issue too. And I think that right now there's like kind of this divide too in Gen Z entering, like, uh, I guess you can call it like the career space or the workspace where there does seem to be this disconnect by how Gen Z is viewed. I think a lot of times, and I think you even just mentioned a little bit about how like you're either kind of seen as junior or you're seen as um, just wanting to do this one thing, or you're kind of put in a, a Gen Z box, which I think that like being Gen Z is a superpower and great, but there is like a little bit of this d- disconnect. And I think that really having these Gen Z communities so helps with that and helps you develop and um, means that like you have more room to learn without expectations of other people. So I think that is so important. Um I guess just also personally for you. So I love that you've managed to do this freelance and managed to build this community kind of around copywriting as well. I guess in your personal life, what does it kind of look like to find community for yourself? Like how do you actively go about um, seeking out friendships? Or I know that you said you just moved to Portugal. So like how has like that kind of move as well kind of um, transformed, I guess, like how you find your community? That's a good one because obviously because of my community, I have a lot of new friends I've met there, obviously. And But finding community for myself, it's actually only recently that I've decided that it's important. Obviously, I have, I have friends. I haven't met any like new friends in Portugal yet. I'm a little bit of an introvert, so it's, it's pretty hard for me to do that. But I've actually recently joined this, this community for like founders. It's called like If We Raise. And they're just at the start now. They haven't opened fully up membership and stuff like that but it's it's for like underdeserved founders you know people from socioeconomic backgrounds and stuff like that and I joined that and it was nice because I realized actually I don't really know any other young well I now I know you obviously you're, you're one of the people that are like building a career and, and you know doing your own thing with the podcast but I didn't know many other young people that were kind of running their own business and stuff like that and none of my friends were so when I joined their community, I realized actually it's really nice to just talk with other young people that are kind of doing the same thing as me and I'm not so alone because there's only so many times I can like yap to my boyfriend, you know, so it's nice to just have other people together. Yeah, definitely. And I think that community is such, I, I think, an underrated thing because I think that we all need these communities around us. And I think that even I think that just right now Gen Z is in such a transformational space of the way that we do lots of things in society. I think um, we were talking about career, but I think also the way that Gen Z does community looks different 
um, than it has been done in the past. And I think there's a lot more room for um, connecting with people through online communities and connecting with people that are uh, like along the same career path. And I think that is such um, kind of a big change that's happening, but also a really, really cool change that um, I kind of love that you just touched on right then. Um, Well, kind of as we're just like starting to wrap up and I love like what you kind of told us about copywriting and how to get into that and just everything you've really managed to accomplish, which is really honestly so impressive. And um, I actually was like looking at joining your copywriting community because I've been interested in that for a while too. So I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing (laughs) I love to ask all my guests though, is um, just like on a personal level, is there something recently that you have been interested in or something you want to share with our Gen Z girlies um, community? And that can be like new music. It can be um, a new recipe, but just like what's kind of something fun that you've kind of recently discovered that you want to share? I would say, and I've already mentioned this, I'm being boring, but probably surfing. Like I, I, did, I came to Portugal and I, it was kind of like a rite of passage because here the waves are really good. So I was like, yeah. let's try learn it. And uh, I think what I love about it is, it's so difficult. It's it's like the most technical sport ever. Like, or you got the way you can't control the weather, right? Like the waves are going to be what they want to be, and you also then have to try and figure out how to stand on the board, how to move your arms. And it's been a real like learning curve. It's it's brought me right back down to beginner level again, which is is weird. Because <laughs> um, I've done copywriting for, but I keep saying for so long. It's been like four or five years now, so it feels like quite long. So, and I also think with surfing, it's just. It is nice to kind of get battered a bit. That sounds really wrong, but sometimes you just, it just kind of brings you back to reality. Like I'm human, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounds really like mumbo jumbo, but there's something about being out in the water and, you know, facing your fears. Cause I'm scared of the ocean. I love it. But when I see the waves coming and I know I'm going to have to like get underneath it and it's going to like pull me around, it scares me, but it's, it's great because it keeps putting me outside my comfort zone every time. Um, so I guess, yeah, if you're near the water and you have like, okay waves, why well, just try surfing, you know, it's, it, it's scary, but it, it really like, it's like really addictive after a while. But yeah, that, that's probably my new thing. No, I love that. I think that's great. I've actually never been surfing, so I'll have to try it. I was in Portugal a few months ago and didn't get to try it, but so that's my my next thing is I, I'm hoping to go back sometime soon. So maybe I'll be down there at some point. So as we're just uh, wrapping up a little bit, is there, I kind of like to let our audience know, like, is there any way that they can get connected with you? Like what are, I guess, your social handles, your LinkedIn, do you have a website? What are the best ways for them to find you? So I would say probably Instagram. So it's at the word tonic. That's, uh, you can probably find everything there. There's like, what do you call it? Link tree to like the community and the newsletter. Uh, if you want to just go to the newsletter, it's www.wordtonic.co.uk. It's free. It's delivered weekly. On LinkedIn, I'm called Carolyn McMurray. You'll see it says Gen Z Copywriting Community pop up. So then you'll find me there. But I'm pretty much active, active everywhere. So if you just want to send a message, ask about copywriting or the community or whatever, like I'm friendly. I'll say hi. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for being just on the episode today I really enjoyed getting to talk to you and get to, to hear all about like what you've done and what you've kind of built it's honestly so amazing um and just for yeah of course and just for our Gen Z girlies audience I kind of end the um, episode every time but if they if anyone who's listening wants to get connected with us we're 
at Gen Z Girlies Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Feel free to connect with us on there. Um, and please reach out to our email if you have any comments or if you want to get further connected uh, with me and the podcast. It's just um, Gen Z Girlies Podcast at gmail.com. But we would love to hear from you. Um, and thank you again, Carolyn, so much for joining us today. It was honestly so great having you. But Gen Z girlies, this is Maddie and Carolyn signing off for this week's episode.